This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are here in Business Radio. We are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 132. Hey, if it's Thursday noon Eastern, you can call us all hour long at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA program for executives here in Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success, which you can get on Amazon. And hey, dream team in studio, Michelle and Dion, ready to take your calls. As always, if it's Thursday, it is open calls. Call us on any and all career and job search questions. So, hey, um, LinkedIn is a topic that comes up a lot. And today is going to be a very cool show because we literally have the person who wrote the book on LinkedIn. And we're going to talk about a lot of features that you probably have access to and are not using. And as a matter of fact, in in chatting right before the show, I realized there's a lot of features that I'm not using and I'm on LinkedIn all the time. So this is going to be a really exciting show. If you're on LinkedIn and you want to use it to maximize your success, you are in the right place. So today we welcome Donna Serdula, who is the author of LinkedIn Profile Optimization for Dummies, an in-demand speaker and founder of Vision Board Media. Through her website, linkedin-makeover.com, Donna and her team of 40 writers help thousands of LinkedIn users strategically write their profile to engage with their audience and grow their brand. Today, Donna is in studio to share what's new on LinkedIn, how you can use the tool to catapult your success, and of course, answer any specific questions you might have. Welcome, Donna. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm so excited. In, in just a few minutes we were talking before the show, you, you've, you've showed me no less than three features I didn't even know I had. And I have, I'm like, I can't even wait to start using. So, so, and you literally wrote the book on this. So we are very excited to have you here to talk about no matter if you have your own business or you're looking for a job or you're just want to be found on LinkedIn. So thank you. And I have to, I do have to start this show talking about that we did not meet on LinkedIn. No, we didn't. We met in a very unusual location. We did. We did. We did. I met Donna in a dressing room. And I think I might have mentioned this in past shows. But it was just it was just such a, a, a weird situation where um, I think you were with your sister yeah. and you were talking about the speaking event that you had coming up. And, just, you know, just from bits and pieces, I could hear I'm like, I think we're in a similar field. Yeah. And, you know, and even though I'm an introvert and I, I rarely like to talk to anybody, you know, and I don't know, especially in, in a you know, situations just this. I'm like, I got to do this. Like this, this sounds like somebody I should know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was funny because I know we were both looking at each other and saying, oh, that dress looks great on you. Oh, yeah. that shirt looks fantastic. And then it comes out, we're, we're both speakers. We were, we were finding an outfit for upcoming engagements yes. that we had. And and really, the the great part was when you did approach me, I was like a little like, oh, this is, this this is, this is weird. Is like weird. But, <laughs> but not only did we click and we found we had so much in common, 
We both pulled out business cards yep. from oh. our wallets. Always always have your business card because that is, see, yeah. they, they are still useful. Because, yeah, because when you meet in a dressing room, you're not ready to, like, link in. Yeah. You know, that's weird. It's like, no, no, I can give you a business card. We have to start at the business card stage. You know, and then we realized on LinkedIn that we have so many shared contacts. Yeah. Like, yeah. ridiculous amount of shared contacts. And I have to go to Dion because, Dion, um, I have to ask you, I, I don't think this happens for men. Um, I don't. I don't think men meet people in the dressing room. No. And, and no, I, no talking. Yeah. I don't. You, no so talk. you don't ask for advice on does this shirt look good on you me? You ask nothing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never been in that situation, but I'm going to say that this might be a networking strategy specifically for women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair. But I had to put that out there because um, LinkedIn is great, and I think once we did kind of check out each other's LinkedIn profile, we realized we had so many shared connections, so many shared interests and backgrounds, and that's when our relationship kind of developed but I mean I think that's just it like I don't want people to think oh LinkedIn's the only thing I need you do need LinkedIn but yeah. you still need to talk to people so so let's well and I I always say I always say success on LinkedIn is getting off LinkedIn I love that you know you have to stop hiding behind a send button you have to stop you have to like pick up the phone and call people because that's where real world relationships are forged. Yeah. And it would have been easy enough for both of us. You were preparing for like, I, I think some huge event in Las Vegas. And it was actually, there was a Las Vegas one, but it was the LA one. The LA one. Uh, and NBC Universal had called me over to, to give this amazing speech. It was, it was great. But I really needed a pretty dress. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I kind of always wanted to ask you, did you get the one with the piping or no? I did. I did. Yeah. I um. did. And and I'm and you were the one that said, "Hey, that one that looks that looks good." And I I, I went with I went with your your recommendation. See see what you're missing out on, Dion. You have no idea. I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> so um so I do uh, I, I, we took the business cards and we acted on it. So that was kind of the point I want to talk about. But let's um, dive in because I want to talk about all of these like n- new features. And some of them aren't, aren't even new. Some of them have been out for a few yeah. years. But many people who set up their profile just don't discover them. And, and a lot of them, you don't even need premium subscriptions. A oh, lot yeah. of them are free. So, hey, if you've got a question, if it's Thursday Noon Eastern, you're listening to Career Talk. And we are taking your calls all hour long, 844-WARDEN, 844-942. 7866. We're here with Donna Sardula, who literally wrote the book on LinkedIn. So if you do have a LinkedIn question or you're, you're thinking about being a career switcher and what, how do I say that on my profile so I'm found, or maybe maybe you're starting a gig and you want to find out how LinkedIn can help you get clients and customers, you are on the right show today. 844 Wharton, 844-942-7866. So, so let's talk about some of the things. Um, so let's start with the uh, find nearby function, which I will say as an introvert is very scary to me. <laughs> it shouldn't be. Okay. It shouldn't be. Now, now, where it's hidden is when you're on your phone. It only works on your phone. You cannot do it on your laptop or your home computer. Um, it's at the very bottom. It's the My Network icon. You click that. And when you turn on the Find Nearby, it, it activates your Bluetooth. And it looks all over about it's like 30 feet about 30 feet okay that's not bad and anyone else who's going to get found has to be on that screen too so that's why you can take a deep breath you have to want to be found and other people have to want to be found okay so it's not like you know we turn it on and whether you want to be known or not you're not going to be turning up there so you, you can be 
You can feel confident. It shouldn't violate anyone, any privacy. So, and this is something that I imagine would be super useful at like a huge conference or, you know, or um, even a small conference or if you're at a networking event or something like that. I mean, I just, I kind of just imagine some commercial of two people looking at their phones, looking up from their screens and (laughs) walking across the floor to meet one another. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I have, I've used it a number of times. So when I do like a training for a corporate client, um, we'll, I'll say to everyone, look, you can use the QR code, and we'll talk about that in a yeah, second, yeah. Uh, to connect one-on-one. But what if you're in this room? There's tons of people, and you want to connect with everybody. All you need to do is say, hey, guys, turn on your find nearby. Everyone pops up, and you can connect, connect, connect. You can connect in like, 20 people in 20 seconds. It's fantastic. So it's great for a networking event. It's great if you're in a training class. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even great for event organizers, and I wish they were using this more, but how wonderful if you're at a trade show or a conference and you don't know a lot of people, you can just simply say, hey, turn on the find nearby when you want to be found, when you want to start networking, mm-hmm. or if you're walking into a cafeteria or a restaurant, you know, let people discover you and, and meet with you. Yeah, and I think people use this on, at airports, too. I've heard of people using it on, you know, airplanes, just mm-hmm. like, you know, who am I going to sit next to? And even because you never know, like people... Yeah are everywhere. They're in dressing rooms everywhere. So I, yeah, I've never used this feature, but there's a number of conferences that, that I'm going to be attending and it would be great to, to try this out. So I'm definitely going to try it out, but you're right. It, it's only on your phone. It's only on your phone. And, and here's the thing, guys, if you are at a networking event and no one's talking about it, stand up mm-hmm. and let people know because you're adding value. You're going to be remembered and people are going to love it that they, you taught them something. So absolutely, if there, no one's talking about it, introduce it to them. Yeah. And for those of you who are thinking, ah, privacy though, privacy, I don't need everybody tracking or monitoring or where I am in data. LinkedIn doesn't store any of that and you can turn it on and off at will. So if yeah. you decide it's too overwhelming and too many people are coming up to you, just shut it off. Shut it off. Just get <laughs> off that screen. Hit the back button. Get off that screen. Hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Career Talk Series XM channel 132. If it's Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, we are live right now talking about all of these awesome features on LinkedIn that are likely free to you and you're not using. And we're talking about how to find them, how to use them, and how to engage them to increase your success. And to do that, we have Donna Serdula in studio today, all hour long, taking your questions. She is the founder of Vision Board Media. She's got a website, linkedin-makeover.com, and she is the author of LinkedIn Profile Optimization for Dummies. So if you've got a question, today is the day to call, whether it's a question on how to use some of these features or you just want to get your profile noticed because you're thinking about looking for a job, give us a call at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. So Donna, you brought up the QR code. So let's mm-hmm. talk about that because I think most people know what a QR code is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's that that barcode that pulls up when you scan. People have seen them. People, I've seen people use them on business cards yeah. and they're used, you know, on, on billboards, on books. A lot of people are using them. So, so is this something that, that people should be using or is this? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And it's, to me, this is even more powerful than the fine nearby. And it has the potential of totally killing the business card. So, you know, really, Wait, would had we have the, used it in the dressing room. We could have we could if have. it was if it was available at that point. <laughs> okay. So, so this is how you guys this is how you use it. Um, when you get onto your LinkedIn app on your mobile phone, at the very top of the screen there is a white search bar. 
All right. Now, within that search bar, there are four little boxes. They look a little bit like a QR code. That's where you want to click. Mm -hmm. Once you click there, you're now going to get yourself to a new screen where your, 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 um, your page looks like a camera. And you can click where it says my code. So if you were to do this in a networking event, or if we were to do this in the dressing room, <laughs> you would have said, hey, uh, let me, let's, let's connect. I would have pulled up my code. You would have kept yours at, at the camera. You would have taken a picture, or just sort of, you just hovered it over really. And as soon as it catches, my profile would have popped up. You would have seen my profile and you would have hit the connect or follow button. And that's pretty awesome, especially if you have a common name. Like, my name is pretty common. Don Graham, you know, if you put that in, you're going to find a gazillion Don Grahams. There's a, there's a, a boxer, very famous boxer. That's not me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, and I think that's, you know, that's super helpful. Or maybe you have a name that's difficult to spell or something yeah. like that. I mean, this just takes care of all that. It's the right Donna. It's the right yeah. Don. And what's what's also nice is you can take that QR code. You can, you can put it onto your business card. So rather than having someone go in there and try to key it in they can easily just take the picture off your off your business card yeah so and that works too and here's the thing if you're not convinced you should know this there are 2,000 people on LinkedIn with names that are on the most wanted list and so here's the thing you don't want somebody finding the wrong person and them being on that list and that's that's all I'm going to say about that 844-942-7866 we are talking all about LinkedIn and features you may not be using but may catapult your success, build your network, and do all kinds of amazing things right from the palm of your hand on LinkedIn. So if you've got a question or maybe you just, maybe you don't even have a LinkedIn profile and you're thinking, why do I need this? Here's the thing. If you're in business and you're a professional and you're you're working, you need a LinkedIn profile. That's enough said. But Donna Serdula is here. She literally wrote the book, LinkedIn Profile Optimization for Dummies, and she's answering all of your questions today at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. So give us a call here on Career Talk. Let's talk about a feature that I've never used. I actually didn't know existed, but I, I definitely want to try this one. It's called the Give Kudos feature. <laughs> it sounds yeah. very fun. It's, it's, it's sort of like the next step. So, you know, they introduce the endorsements, right? And that's where you kind of just give a thumbs up based upon a skill a person might have, which built upon the old recommendations feature, which is where you would actually just write a paragraph about a person. Now, yeah, can we, can we mm-hmm. as we're talking about this, actually, because I know a lot of people get confused. So even before we get into the give kudos, can we talk a little bit about recommendations versus endorsements yeah. versus you know, kudos, because I think a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? And, you know, are these all the same thing? Yeah, it's, they're, they're all different, but they're very similar. It's, it's one person being able to um, identify and, and promote a skill that you have. So when you look at your LinkedIn profile at the very, you have to scroll through, it's almost at the very bottom, that's where you can list your keywords, your strengths, your core competencies. These are the meat and potato items that really reflect who you are and what you do. Mm-hmm. And at one time you just listed them. They used to be called special twos and you just listed them and everything was groovy. But LinkedIn said, no, it's not enough. We need to use this to, you know, better, um, uh, better educate our, our platform and our, you know, intelligence. And so what they now do is they give you the ability to endorse. So I could go to your profile. I could scroll down to the, the your skills, and I could say, oh, you know, she's a great speaker. Let me endorse her for speaking. Let me endorse her for uh, radio production. Let me endorse her for psychology. And it's my way of saying, hey, yeah. 
She really is. She is who she says she is. And now I see this feature is, has gotten more advanced. So now it asks you, like, how do you know the person or how, you know, what is your relationship with this person? Because I think the, the argument was, well, anybody can endorse you. Right. You know, I can endorse somebody for molecular biology. I don't know anything about molecular biology. Right, yeah. so, so they're asking, they're kind of asking qualifiers now. Yeah, they are. But what's also nice is sometimes when a person does endorse you for something that seems a little bizarre, sometimes it's an eye opener. Where you can go, oh, wait, you know what? I didn't realize that my brand was actually, you know, including this aspect of myself. And so you could say, hey, maybe this is a strength that I didn't recognize, or maybe this is something I need to pull back because it's not how I want to represent myself. But I will tell you, there's an absolutely very new, I'm talking like absolutely new feature, and it's called the skills quiz. Skills quiz. So what this is, it's your own way of endorsing your own skills by taking a quiz and proving to LinkedIn and proving to everybody else that, hey, I really know this skill. And so if you go right now and you click on on the, you know, visit skills and click on the, squi- the skills quiz. It's, it's tough a- to say, I know. We love quizzes on this show, though. <laughs> and so. it will. It, you can see they have, it's right now, it's very technical. It's like C++, Java. Okay. So they're they're very technical right now, but they're going to be expanding it. And we might start to see business development, marketing, advertising, where you have to prove that you really have that skill. That is that is actually pretty cool because I think that's been the criticism of the skills is that, you know, I can type in anything, other people can type in anything or endorse. And so I think this is LinkedIn's way of saying, okay, we're going to kind of move this in a direction that, that makes it more valid. Yeah, and quantifiable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and which is different from the recommendations, which as you mentioned, Donna, were those, you know, maybe longer paragraph yeah. type things. So, so let's talk about those because I've always looked at those as more... Um, yeah, valid than yeah. the skills because the skills didn't have these things up until now. But let's talk about recommendations. Do we need them? Do people absolutely. look at them? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, recommendations, it's, it's, it's a way of a person, um, you know, writing a beautiful testimonial on, on your profile. And I would say to everybody who's listening, you know, go onto your profile, scroll down and see how recent are these recommendations because I have been noticing that they're aging. They're aging away and a Uh-oh. lot of people have Uh-oh. recommendations <laughs> from 2012. About my profile, shoot. <laughs> so <laughs> call me out, Donna. Yeah, it's 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 time for for all of us to look at these recommendations and say, "You know what? I'm going to recommend three people. People who have who have touched my my life, who have added value and and write them a a beautiful recommendation and then re- reach out to three other people. Don't don't do a quid pro quo because that's mm-hmm. never that's never nice. Um, but but find three other people that you know that you've touched in some way, you've impacted in some way. And when you reach out to them on LinkedIn and you can request a recommendation, I'm going to say to you, don't just say, hey, can I have a recommendation? Instead, say, hey. I'd love for you to recommend me. I know you're busy. And so I've taken the liberty of writing a recommendation for you to give me. And when you do that, you're really helping the person. They can even go in there and edit it and change it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But the chance of you getting that recommendation has just skyrocketed. Yep. I love that. I love that. Because a lot of people have asked, how do I get somebody to recommend me? So a couple things. One, you have to be connected to that yes, person. First degree. Yeah. So that. And um, 
Secondly, I you know, you can just send them a LinkedIn request, which really they literally have to type in whatever they're going to say. But I agree. One of the things that's so hard when I write a recommendation is like, what do they want me to talk about? And, you know, maybe they're switching careers and they really want me to focus on something else than than what I've, you know, would have said anyway. So I totally agree with you that if you write them, you say, hey, I took the liberty of writing a draft. Please feel free to edit it. Mm -hmm. Or at the very least say, you know, we worked on X project and I'm really trying to get more work in that area. So if you can just write a few sentences about how we partnered and how I saved the project in the 11th hour, like, I mean, basically give them the text, you're going to have such a better chance. Oh, absolutely. And and I often say, um, you know, write that recommendation yourself. And then the person says, oh, I don't know what to say. How do you expect someone else to write it if you can't write it for yourself? Exactly. Do the work for them. I talk about that a lot on Career Talk. Do the work for them, whether it's the hiring manager or your network contact. You've got to invest. You've got to kind of take that step. And I think if you do that and if you're feeling like, oh, what if I offend them? Well, you know what? If you offend them, you're right. They're not. They're going to be the person who wouldn't have written the, yeah. the recommendation anyway. Right. So, um, so yeah, I think if you want some of those, and it does matter in a lot of ways who's it fr- who it is from. Yeah, I always say, you know, don't just go after you know like the the low lying fruit here. You know, pick someone who is a mover and shaker. You know, go for someone who who is a leader. You know, those are the people that you want to request recommendations from because their recommendations mean more. And the beauty of the LinkedIn recommendation isn't that it's just a recommendation. It's it's less about what they've written and who they are. Mm-hmm. And so a person who's reading it, maybe like a recruiter, they could say, wait, who's this John, you know, John Schmo? Let me click on his name and see where he fits within an organization. Oh, this guy is mm-hmm. the CEO. Suddenly there's a lot more value to it. And I think that's what a lot of these features, you know, people need to be thinking about is if it, whether you're, you have your own business and these are customers who are writing recommendations or you're looking for a new job. I mean, recruiters are looking. Recruiters are on LinkedIn and they're looking at this stuff. Recruiters can do searches by skills. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people who say, oh, I don't bother with the skills. It's not useful. Well, it is useful. And if you know how recruiters are searching you're, and what they're looking at and how they're digging in, you will recognize yeah. that it is useful and you can rearrange your skills and you can do all of this. So if you're just tuning into Career Talk, we are talking about features on LinkedIn that you're probably not using, but are probably free to you. And if you're thinking, whether it's tomorrow or next year, that you're going to start looking for a job or you think, maybe I want to be found or maybe you're starting your own gig or business, you're going to want to know about these skills because they can increase your network, which will increase your opportunities and Today's the day. So give us a call, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. If you've used one of these new features and it's been valuable for you or you want to use one of the features and you have no idea how to or how it'll be helpful, give us a call. We're here with Donna Serdula, who literally wrote the book, LinkedIn Profile Optimization for Dummies, and can answer all of your questions. And so far, we've talked about the Find Nearby function, the QR code. We've talked about skills and recommendations and what's new with those. And if you're looking for some to-dos after the show, create your QR code, (laughs) rearrange your skills, reach out to three people for recommendations and write people recommendations. And if you're not sure what's right, ask them what would be most helpful. You have to take these steps because they matter. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. And we're talking about LinkedIn. Now let's get back to the give kudos because now that we know the difference between recommendations and skills, Kudos is something different. Yeah, because it does not reside on the profile. It actually is something that goes out onto the LinkedIn feed. 
And so it's it's really a great way of getting more eyeballs on this this kudos, this the celebration of someone else. So the way you do it is when you go onto your mobile app, you hit the little plus sign at the very bottom, just like you're creating a post, you know, just like you might be linking to an article or just posting a nice quote or something. You go in there, you hit the plus, and it's going to say, give kudos. You click on it. You then choose the person that you want to give kudos to. And then from there, you choose why. You know, are they an up and comer? Have they helped you in whatever way? There's a whole bunch of different terms that you can choose from. At that point, it then provides you this really lovely little graphic and it puts in some information, but you can go beyond that and you can say why this person should be noticed, what they did, and you send it out. And not only is it does it just reverberate through your network, it goes through their network as well. Yeah, it's publicly viewable, mm-hmm. which is very cool um, and obviously tags the recipient. And, and like you said, there are so many things you can talk about. Great job going above and beyond. Team player, thank you. Making an impact, you know, and then you customize it. So, I mean, this is something, and I did think I read somewhere, and you could tell me if this is an outdated piece of information. I think you can only do like three a week or something like that. So you can't just go crazy with your kudos. Well, you know, LinkedIn really is. They're trying to, to stop the spam. They're really trying to stop people from abusing the system. So that, and that's one of their ways of saying, hey, you know, we're going to give you this. It's going to get a lot of eyeballs, but we don't want you to do it too much. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, if, if you're getting kudos every day, people are going to be like, okay, we get it. You're a great team player. Not cool anymore. Uh, you're listening to Career Talk 844-Wharton, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. And we have Donna Serdula here, literally wrote the book on LinkedIn. And we're going to go right to the phones with Daniel in Texas. Welcome to Career Talk, Daniel. What's on your mind today? Hey, well, I'm, I'm really enjoying your show. I'm Thank a you. avid LinkedIn user. I also use the Sales Navigator. I don't know if you're going to talk about that later today. But uh, my question today is, I noticed that LinkedIn made a change. Whenever I would ask to connect to somebody, before you could kind of have your uh, request in there, like, for example, please add me to your professional network, and it would stay in there. Now you have to type it in every time. But my question is, what do you recommend as the best uh, request, the best verbiage to put in there to make sure you get a, a, a connection? Sometimes you know, people might you know, decline it. Uh, but what do you recommend as the best catchphrase there? Yeah, that's a great question. So first and foremost, I'm going to hand this over to Donna right away. But first and foremost, I want to say, do write a personal yeah. note. Like that in and of itself is going to help you a thousand times over. Unless you're sitting across from the person, literally write a note. Not only will it increase your chances, but hey, in five years, if you forget how you met, this is a great way to go back because yeah. LinkedIn tracks it. And I do that all the time. How did I meet this person? Oh, yeah, in the dressing room. Okay, so Donna, what, what is what are some tips about what you should say when reaching out. Right. So you should be connecting with people that you know and you trust. And those types of, you know, connection requests are very simple. You can certainly just put a little something in there. But what if you start to go into that gray area where maybe you don't know them so well or you just met them? I always say, you know, really be specific. This is where we met. Um, This is how I know you. Take a minute before you even hit the connect button and look at their LinkedIn profile. Scroll through it and look for commonality. We're both in the executive group on LinkedIn. We both are part of Rotary. Find reasons to to really showcase that that um, commonality and then say something very nice. 
I, I would love to stay in touch to listen to your wonderful posts that you've been putting out there on LinkedIn. Give them give them a little belly rub and then let it be. See what happens. If you put in just a, a tiny little fraction of effort, you will be rewarded. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I mean, there's pretty easy ways to get me to say yes. And I've actually stopped saying um, accept to people, even if I see they're connected, because I, I get so many requests, which is awesome. But if I don't know, like how the relationship's going to benefit, I just I just have to kind of pass. But invest in them first, Daniel. And what I mean by that is, you know, read their articles if they're posting on LinkedIn or maybe, you know, you follow them on Twitter or maybe, you know, when somebody reaches out to me, Donna, and they're like, I read your book and I really like this. I mean, I'm going to say yes, I am connected. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you said, rub their yeah. belly. I mean, it, it works every time. Every time. Every time. So, so I do think invest in them first. If it's somebody who maybe is outside your network, you don't have a mutual contact or you don't have anything in common like a club or a group or school or something invest in them everybody's got stuff online nowadays and, it, and if there's somebody who has classes or courses invest in them first and chances are they will be happy to connect yeah. with you i i would even say you know if you don't know that person and there's a, a strong you know reason where they might not just they just don't know you they're not going to follow them mm -hmm. use the follow feature follow is beautiful because you, instead of hitting connect you hit the little arrow next to it and you choose follow and now you're subscribed to their activity to their posts they're not they're not getting your information but you're getting theirs mm -hmm. and you know just doing that for a little bit maybe commenting you suddenly can forge a relationship exactly you say hey i've been following your articles or i've been following your activity or mm -hmm. posts and a lot of people say oh that's creepy but it's it's not creepy they're putting it out there yeah. for you to read yeah they want you to they mm -hmm. want you to notice it yeah, so I, th I think that's a great start. And then, you know, LinkedIn taboos, we'll talk about this more after the break too, but don't ever sell somebody something in the first, like, I I, I, uh, I hate that. Like, yeah. like, not only will that get me not to accept, but that will get me to block you. If your first email to me is, hey, I thought you might want to buy this product or no. Yeah, you don't, you don't know me. <laughs> like, how can you suddenly come out of the, the, the wall just doing that? It's yeah, just, it's wrong. It's exactly. Weird. It is a little bit weird. But Daniel, is that helpful? It really is. Thank you very much. I didn't know you could uh, see somebody else's post without being connected. So I, now I didn't know you could just follow them. So I just learned something right now. I always thought you had to be uh, connected to see their to see their posts. But now I know I can just follow them and uh, and then, like you say, wait for a good opportunity to make a connection. That's great. I really appreciate it. Uh, like I said, if you guys are going to touch on Sales Navigator, I think it's a great tool. I don't know if you are or not, but uh, I'd be love to hear your conversations on that uh, later on in the show. But thank you very much for taking my call. Well, thank you so much, Daniel. One other thing for people who are thinking about connecting and you don't want to necessarily use your in-mail, if you're in a group with somebody, um, so those groups are another feature that you want to take advantage of because then you could follow posts. A lot of them post jobs or, or conference information or things like that. If you are in a shared group, you can reach out to somebody yeah. without using in-mail, which is kind of a, more of a um, something you have to pay for. You, you do. Get, yeah. So, it, so if you're saying, well, I can't write a personalized note because we don't have a mutual connection try to find groups where people you want to connect with are also in that group because that's a great way to get around that feature um, or as Donna mentioned follow them for a while and then reach out uh, it's it's just there's so many great tools and what I've I've realized is we've not paid enough attention to all the new features I mean LinkedIn Donna literally changes every day every, every day, day there's something new or something different or something modified so it's I, I feel like we need to do like a show at least
least every other month to keep up. But hey, if you've not taken the skills quiz or created your QR code or given anyone kudos, it's a lot of kuh in there. It's a lot of hard things to say. Then you are missing out. And if you've missed that, you'll have to tune into the first half of the show to find out about all those things. But when we come back, we're going to talk about more new features, hacks, maybe some more LinkedIn taboos. So if you've got a question, you can reach out at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. But right now, we got to go to our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz? So I've changed my quiz to make it relevant to today, Dion. Good to know. Yep. So there's my first hint. Who was the first person to surpass 1 million followers on LinkedIn? This happened in November 2012, which is another hint. Who was the first person to surpass 1 million followers on LinkedIn? If you think you know, give us a call, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brand. Welcome back to Career Talk, your career insider. We are here in Business Radio. We are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 132. Hey, if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. We're live right now. Take your calls 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Hey, did you miss the pre-break quiz? Just in case, here it is. And don't Google it. We don't Google pre-break quizzes here. Who is the first person to surpass 1 million followers on LinkedIn? Here's my hint. It happened in November of 2012. If you think you know, give us a call at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. So today we're talking all about LinkedIn and all of the free features you may not be using or even know about. And there was there are several that I don't even know about. And I use this tool all the time. And these are things that are easy, you could do right in the palm of your hand and can completely change how you do business with customers, how you network with people, and how you search for a job. So if you want to learn more about these features, you are on the show on the right day because we're here with Donna Cerdula, who is the author of LinkedIn Profile Optimization for Dummies. She's an in-demand speaker. She's founder of Vision Board Media. She's got a website, linkedin-makeover.com, where she has 40 writers who can help you write your LinkedIn profile. So she's very, very busy. And and she's still working on more projects. So Donna, where can people reach you? And tell us a little bit more about what's to come. Sure. Well, you can always find me, of course, on LinkedIn. <laughs> Just type in Donna Serdula. But visit my website, LinkedIn-Makeover.com. We've got tons of free resources. We have a LinkedIn headline generator that you can app- use and and really create an awesome headline that you can immediately use and get more views to your profile and get found more often. Um, but my, my latest thing is um, Wiley Publishing has come back and they want me to do a second edition of LinkedIn Profile Optimization for Dummies. And I'm very excited to do that. And, and you work with Sales Navigator, like our last caller Daniel was yeah. talking about. Yeah, I was the technical editor for LinkedIn uh, Sales Navigator for, for Dummies. I love the Four Dummies brand. It just works so well. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I feel like a dummy after all this, this stuff. You taught me in the last, like, half of the first half of the show. Like, like wow, I use this tool all the time and I had no idea. And in part, that is because we tend to get into our habits yeah. of using what we know. And LinkedIn also has a habit of changing things, adding things. And they don't really give you a lot of ramp up time. They're like, you know, all yeah. of a sudden, there's 
there's this new feature that pops up on your phone like you were teaching me this like mm-hmm. this morning tell us about that one Donna yeah so so this morning I when I was coming on you know coming to the show I made sure that I go in I went into the messaging and I clicked on the map icon that's in there it's hidden no one ever sees it and I was able to immediately show you where I was located mm-hmm. I was able to also you know take videos take a picture send it right from the the app right from the messaging platform that's huge the what was the other one that we were that I showed you? You're showing me live video, which I, I apparently don't have yet because you have to be selected. And, and if you're not selected, yeah. I definitely have not been selected. Well, you know, the the live video is very much like Facebook Live. It's the same mm-hmm. concept. Now, LinkedIn has had video for quite some time. The only problem, it's not that it's a problem, but the only thing is with their video, the way they've done it for years, is you take the video, it's now resident on your, your mobile app, and then you upload it. So mm-hmm. it's not live. But they're slowly rolling out this LinkedIn Live. And what's great about it is right now we could be, we could be going live and showing what we look like, you know, and and as Donna soon as you're looks fabulous, a- by the way. Thank you. Yeah, wow. White House Black Market, where we met. <laughs> great sales and great, great, great clothes. Great clothes. You know, just a side note there. <laughs> So, hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Career Talk Series XM Channel 132. We're going to go right back to the phones with Bill in Connecticut. Welcome to Career Talk. Bill, what's on your mind today? Uh, thanks for having this discussion. I've, I've learned a lot already. Um, but I'd be interested in getting your thoughts about the relationship between your employer's propaganda. I'm using a negative term, and I realize that I don't mean it that way. But your employer's propaganda in your own personal profile. I recognize how important LinkedIn is for not only your career development, but also your personal brand. Yet I'm seeing like a lot of employers are asking or no, encouraging might be the right word that mm-hmm. you share what they think is important on uh, uh, in your uh, in your LinkedIn uh, presence, and I want to get some sense from from you guys as to what you think the right balance is between that request and uh, your your personal identification, your personal presence. Yeah, it's really interesting because you see that a lot more on, on things like Twitter and Facebook. And when you look at people on Twitter, they're like, my my views are my own. And, you know, they're yeah. very careful about separating that. But, but uh, you know, Donna, what are your thoughts on that? Because I think some industries are, are really kind of pushing their employees to mm-hmm. have a profile that is, you know, about their business versus personal. Yeah, I, I believe that you need to find a balance that's authentic to you. Um, But it really does depend on your role within the organization and the industry. You know, some people are on LinkedIn, and they're doing it not to find a job. They're, they're doing it for sales and prospecting reasons. And in that situation, it does make sense to, you know, really uh, create a cohesive presence with mm-hmm. the company and with your own brand. And it's smart to do that. And it does help you. It does forward you in your career. Um, in, in other situations, you may find that the company is saying, hey, we want to have, you know, our company story there in, 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 a, in a small part. And, and there's really nothing wrong with that to say, hey, this is where I am currently. But don't leave the focus on just that. You know, take those 2,000 characters in the about section. Use the full 2,000 characters in each, you know, the, the job experience descriptions and, and add to it. You know, keep, the, keep that company uh, slogan, keep that company description. But, you know, who who are you and how, how do you affect that organization? How are you moving the needle? Why are you doing what you're, you're doing? Why did you join, join this organization? How are you helping other people? That's the story that you want to tell in addition to 
the company message. Yeah, I love that, Donna, because now you're kind of talking about brand. And, and yes, the company probably has a brand, but you, no matter what your role is, Bill, you probably do it in your own unique way. Or you have your own unique style. And I think on your LinkedIn profile, even if it's it's focused on the work you do and maybe you're kind of creating something that resonates with your customers, how you do that, your approach, your attitude, you know, maybe you have a special skill set. I think all of that needs to come through on it as well. And, and you are right that there are some fields, particularly in the financial areas where you can't get recommendations yeah. or endorsements. And it's just, you know, kind of a fine yeah, the line. Compliance is outrageous. Yeah. And so so there are people, a lot of people I work with who are like, I just can't put that on LinkedIn while I'm at this company. And, and so those things do exist. But to the extent that you can look at it as a holistic program and recognize that, that you can be an advocate for your company, but that you're so much more than that. Yeah. You bring so much more to that as an individual who's had a variety of experiences, a variety of of training a variety of certifications and kind of bring that that profile to life think of it this way it's kind of the first time people meet you linkedin's where they're going to go and does your profile represent you bill as as if they would meet you and i yeah. think that's it's your first impression mm-hmm. it's your digital introduction mm-hmm. love that is that helpful bill it is it's provided good perspective on how to evaluate the, the let's call it the request with what's going to work for you do, do you feel as though uh, uh, an employee should uh, should vet the language with their employer before posting it or do you feel as though you know obviously everyone's going to use their best judgment and not do anything that would put them in jeopardy of losing their job but do you think it should be passed through the employer before uh uh, before posting, I think if you're if you something in your gut is telling you that that my employer may not feel good about this, then you might want to vet it. Um, so I think I think you kind of have to use your own gut. Obviously, if there's a compliance or legal reason, then you you probably need to to know what those rules are and follow those rules. But um, you know, and I would say the same thing goes for you. If your company asks you to put something on and it doesn't feel good to you I think you need to push back and say that that you know this is my profile and and while you know I certainly can support the company that line or that slogan or that you know whatever doesn't feel genuine or authentic to me so I do think it goes both ways Bill but thank you so much for tuning into the show thank you for giving us a call here on Career Talk 844-Wharton 844-942-7866 I want to talk a little bit um, Donna about LinkedIn learning and and this is another feature I think it came out in 2016, and some people may know that that LinkedIn purchased Lynda.com, which was a, a site popular for digital courses, specifically I think on technology. Yeah. But it's it's expanded. So so LinkedIn Learning, there's thousands of digital online courses taught by industry experts on business, design, technology, leadership, and more. And dozens of courses are added each week. As a matter of fact, I just did one on my book Switchers. It's called Switching Your Career. It's about an hour long, and it takes the book Switchers and talks about it breaks it down into these three to four minute videos where where you can get the key concepts and then there's exercises associated with it. so at the end of that hour and you do those exercises if you're a career switcher you go through that process and there's assessment questions I mean it's a very cool feature but it's really hidden on the like yeah. this little icon up on the right how can people <laughs> access this and and who is it good for Donna so I was I was talking to a LinkedIn employee the other day and he referred to that icon as the work waffle which I thought <laughs> It's hysterical because it looks a little bit like a waffle, but it's in the upper right-hand corner. 
And that's where you're going to find tons of really interesting things. There's a salary guide where you can actually see what other people are making in other Super areas useful. of the country. Get yeah. that question all the time. Where can I find salary data? Yeah. Well, right on LinkedIn. Right on LinkedIn. It's there for you. Uh, there's also the Pro Finder is there. So if you want to get uh, proposals for different professional services, that's awesome as well. Um, but but if you go, you just click on the work waffle and you're going to you're going to see it and... It doesn't say work waffle. No, just it says clarifying work. That. <laughs> you know, people are like, where is this work waffle? I don't see it. Um, so, yeah, so it's up on, 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 on a desktop or a laptop. It's up on the top right. Mm -hmm. And I think it does say learning or something. It, it, it does say learning. And what's, what's really nice about it is once you take a course, and there's, and there's a slew to choose from, um, but once you take that course, you get a certificate. And it's automatically added to your LinkedIn profile. So each time you're doing it, they're 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 populating your profile and showing people that you you you're investing in yourself. Yeah, and um, a lot of um, the course, a lot of universities pay for this feature, so students can have access to this for completely free. And the course that I did, switching your career, is is actually approved for CEU, so continuing education. So if you're in a in a uh, regulated field where you need continuing education credits, you might want to check out this feature because you can get some, you know, access to great courses you can do on your own time. So again, it's I'm not sure why it's so hidden, but LinkedIn has so many features that mm -hmm. I think it would be really difficult for them to just market them all. And that's why yeah. we're talking about it today. Hey, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. We're here with Donna Serdula learning all sorts of great and better yet free LinkedIn features that we can all be using to catapult our success. And we're going to go to the phones. Chris in California, welcome to Career Talk. What's on your mind today? Oh, thank you for taking my call. I love your show. Thank you. Um, and I've been wanting to know how to leverage and use LinkedIn a little bit more. Um, and so this has been awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Glad you're okay. here. Thank you. So I'm kind of a switcher. Um, I've been a real estate agent for like 15 years. I've had my own team and really run it almost like a company within a company. Um, and then previous to that, I had all kinds of other corporate experience. The, the brokerage that I hang my license with is a national brokerage, um, fastest growing company in the country. And they're hiring a lot of corporate positions. Um, and most of them are coming from agents who are internal. Some, I mean, even like the co-CEO was an agent at one point. So I had my first round of interviews. It's kind of like an operations position. Obviously, the state of California is pretty big, so it's a you know pretty robust, I think, uh, range of what I would be doing. I'm definitely overqualified for it in some ways, and the pay is significantly less than what I make now. However, I really want to get out of the day-to-day -day transactional kind of real estate world, so I'm willing to to do that because I, I can actually um, still do some real estate on the side. So to kind of augment my income, but so I had my first phone interview waiting and the guy said, you know, he set the expectation that it could be a couple weeks because we have a lot of people we're talking to. I sent him a thank you email right after we talked. And then yesterday sent him another email to say, you know, just want you to know, I'm really excited about the next step, blah, blah, blah. And he hasn't responded to either one, which is okay. I get that he's busy. So I just want to get sort of mentally prepared for the next step. Um, how would you recommend I illustrate my past history, you know, before I was a real estate agent? Are you um, talking specifically on LinkedIn, Chris? Are you talking in an interview? No, no, no. Just with the interview. Yeah. So, 
you know, the first thing he asked me is tell me about your background. So I went back to my other experience, which is much more operations oriented, managerial kind of stuff, not real estate related at all. But it, but a lot of the, the things I would be doing for this new job would require um, project management, just basic operations sort of stuff, which you don't typically do as a, you know, run-of-the-mill real estate agent. Yeah, I love so this question you, you know? because cause the, you are you're a, a perfect switcher. You're switching, um, you're staying in the same industry, but you're switching functions. And uh, here's what I'm going to say. As a switcher, what I think you want to do is step back and look at your entire history. And that could be experience for paid jobs. It could be volunteering. It could be things you did three years ago. 20 years ago, um, you bring certain experiences to the table and it's super hard when you have a title that and that you've been doing like real estate agent to kind of break out of that and see yourself more holistically as somebody who, sure, you've got deep industry experience, which is going to be super valuable in these corporate roles, but you also have this deep operations experience. So I think step one, you need to stop looking at yourself as a real estate agent and look at yourself as somebody who's an operations professional, if that's the the job you're going for, and somebody who has operations experience with deep real estate background. And so it's, I always say match first, stand out second. And so find what skills are going to be core to being successful in this job. Doesn't matter when you did them, find examples of your accomplishments, find examples of where you save money, increase the all the things they're looking for in this profession and that's what you lead off with so so it's never well I'm a real estate agent but no (laughs) no from now on you have to create a lens that says well you know my my area of expertise is operations and I also happen to have deep real estate industry so you have to start selling yourself differently Donna what's your advice and I would say take this take this time to really reevaluate your your brand online because you know what they're looking at other people but mm-hmm. they also might be looking back at you mm-hmm. so so go in and make sure that your linkedin profile isn't showing just what you've done it shouldn't just be your professional past it should be your career right. future so talk about your operational abilities and what you've done showcase those accomplishments tell those stories don't just copy and paste a resume please ah! don't do that no, no. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah, wrong. It's these are two totally different <laughs> Don't things. Don't be lazy. Yes. Don't be lazy. This is investing in you, invest in you. We're not we're not we're not beating you up, Chris. We're just talk, <laughs> you know, beating up the general public. But but yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. So your LinkedIn, I mean, everything and I know you might say, "Yeah, but they know me in this capacity." But you have to do a makeover. Yeah. Um kind of like your website, LinkedIn makeover. Yeah. Uh, Donna, you have to re- recreate yourself as an operations professional with real estate industry experience and I think I think Donna's book's going to be a great place to go to do that. Um, the the LinkedIn profile optimization. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug Switchers: How Smart Professionals Change Careers and See Success because there's a whole chapter on interviewing and what the hiring manager is looking for and the fact that they hate hiring. They want to get these positions filled and like you said, it moves at a glacial pace because they have to interview all these people. If you go in there and show them you have the skills to hit the ground running and make their life easier, make it easy to hire you. Um, that's what they want. And you, you can also find that on my, my LinkedIn learning course. I do a whole section on interviewing. But but I think I think that's what you need to do because you certainly have the skills. And here's the thing. 
if it doesn't work out with your current company, don't give up because you can do the same thing at a different company, at a different real estate company and say, you know, look, here's the skills I bring, operations, deep real estate experience, and maybe they'll be able to see you in a different way than your current company can if that's a roadblock. But Chris, thank you so much for calling the show. We love switchers. Best of luck to you. And um, we do have to answer the pre-break quiz because I know Dion's on the edge of his chair. So Dion, who is the first person to surpass a million followers? I know this is wrong, but I'm okay. going to say it anyway. Yeah. Jeff Bezos. No, but th- like that would be that would be a good answer. Uh, that's a good answer. I don't know why you thought it was wrong. Well, it is wrong, well, but... Because well, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's a good answer. Michelle? Um, I was going to guess uh, Reed Hoffman, one of the co-founders. Yeah, yeah. But then you said that 2012 was a hint, and I think this is a shot in the dark. I could be You're off. You're looking way too deep into this hint. But I think that might be when around the time that Lean In came out, so I'm going to guess Cheryl Sandberg. Yeah, way too deep into Damn this it. analysis. It really is. Richard Branson. Oh, um, He's the exciting. first person. Yeah, he's very fun to follow. But I was thinking CEO, so. Yeah. yeah. I was close. Um, and he has about 16 million followers now. The person who has the most followers, though, is Bill Gates with with 21 million. So, you know, and uh, and of course, Jeff Jeff Weiner, who is the the CEO of LinkedIn, has the next highest, nearly 10 million. Where's so Jeff you Bezos? You know, it's funny. I looked him <laughs> up. I couldn't find him at all on LinkedIn, and I don't know what that's about. But he's not looking. Yeah, he's, he's not looking for a new job, Dion. So um, so as we wrap up, this has been so incredibly helpful, Donna. As we wrap up, can can um, there's so many things we haven't got a chance to talk about, so I feel like we have to do part two of this. We haven't talked about the new interview prep feature. You've listed off a number of features. Maybe you can just say them really quickly for people who are in the gig economy or, or mm-hmm. want to start their own business. Yeah, so LinkedIn has just debuted, and when I say debuted, I'm talking like two days ago it showed up on my profile. But you can now showcase your services right on the top of your profile. And what's great about this is, you know, if if you are a, a gig economy worker, if you are a consultant, if you're a freelancer, even if you're a small business owner, and there's something that you do that you're known for, you can choose it from this list. It shows up at the very top of your profile. And then when people are searching for someone who delivers that skill, who provides that those services, not only will they find your search result, but it'll it'll shout out specifically, these are the services that I offer. And it's great. It, yeah. I mean, so much fantastic advice. Hey, if you're just tuning in, we're at the end of the show, but you missed the find nearby function, QR codes, give kudos, LinkedIn videos, and all of these other amazing features that are, are free to use. I mean, the, the LinkedIn learning, all of these things are out there that you can take advantage of. And if you're not and you're in a job search or if you're trying to start your own business or you're looking for people to hire or connect with, you want to get in the game. So um, we are so, so excited to have had Donna Serdula here, who's the author of LinkedIn Profile Optimization for Dummies. She's coming out with a new version. Vision Board Media is her company. LinkedIn-makeover.com is her website. And uh, you definitely should check all of those things out. So thank you, of course, to Michelle and Dion and, of course, all of our listeners and callers. You've been listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM 132. We'll see you next time. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.